This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Thursday, June 25th. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. The increase in COVID-19 cases seen in several U.S. hotspots has continued to provide the bulk of trading direction for global financial markets. In the wake of Wednesday's equity sell-off, the overnight session offered a moment of stability, although dip-buying interest remains elusive. Treasury yields have edged lower, and with 10-year yields at 66 basis points, the bottom of the local range of 64.8 basis points is within reach a break of which is much more doable than a retest of the broader lower bound of 54 basis points, which was achieved on April 21st. The Tuesday's curve is similarly up against near-term support, with the 54.8 basis points level being the most compelling at the moment. The 9- and 40-day moving average cross at 51 basis points reflects the strength of the flattening momentum and with stochastics decidedly in favor of a continuation, the technicals do not present a material hurdle for the time being. That said, with two solidly anchored at 18 basis points, the curve shape is entirely a directional trade and beholden to the fluctuations of risk assets, which are in turn a function of the progression of the pandemic. Feels like it's March again. To be fair, while the trading dynamic has similarities to the beginning of the outbreak, there are several key differences worth highlighting. First, a massive repricing has already occurred, as reflected by 2s at 18 basis points and 10s at 66 basis points. Second, the global growth outlook remains much dimmer, even as recovery estimates continue to make the rounds. Third, significant sections of the domestic economy are further through the pandemic timeline than the current hotspots, i.e. the Northeast. Fourth, the Fed has demonstrated both the willingness and ability to step up on the monetary policy front to limit the permanent damage from COVID-19. Fifth, a variety of stimulus efforts from Washington are continuing to work through the system. Sixth, a greater understanding of the effectiveness of pandemic protocols, i.e. masks, social distancing, etc., has developed through the U.S.'s collective experience with the coronavirus thus far. What might ostensibly be called progress also complicates efforts to gauge how investors will respond to a further acceleration of U.S. cases. On one hand, there's a distinct sense of been there, done that, as COVID-19 continues to sweep across the country. If all the initial uncertainty created by the pandemic, to say nothing of the damage to the employment market, was unable to keep the S&P 500 from returning above 3,000 on reopening and rebuilding ambitions, then why would the reality that the virus has yet to fully run its course be the aha moment risk asset bears have been anticipating? This is the essential question and one which will calibrate the market's response as COVID-19 stats continue to provide the most tangible trading impetus. We're certainly sympathetic to those in the market who characterize the rebound in stocks as 
misplaced and a bit ahead of itself, which has been an all too familiar refrain, and we suspect investors eager for a compelling sell signal are content to use the spike in cases as the impetus. Just how far the downtrade will extend remains to be seen and will be a function of the risk of further stay-at-home orders rather than the data seen during the balance of the week. Our take is that the downside will be contained due in large part to the FOMC's demonstrated willingness to act and do so decisively as appropriate. The perception that the Powell put is a backstop for domestic equities isn't new, although the experience of the last several months has reinforced this operating assumption. If anything, the aggressiveness of the monetary policy response significantly increases the Fed's commitment to keeping equity of all low and thereby financial conditions easy. Said differently, we struggle to envision a scenario in which the committee is willing to allow stocks to sell off more than 10% without responding, if for no other reason than such a correction would reverse the effectiveness of the initial accommodation efforts. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. 
To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.